Our reading is taken from 1 John 4, verses 7 to 21. Dear friends, let us love one another, for God, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent us his son as an anointing sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. This is how we live, this is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us of his spirit and we have seen and testify that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God, and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us, so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are, li we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. No one who, the one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because we first lo he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God, yet hates a brother or a sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen, cannot love God, whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. This is the word of the Lord. So Lord, we pray that you would uh, speak to us by your spirit, through your word, deep into our hearts. Amen. Well, you cannot hide from the theme of these verses this morning, can you? I don't know if anyone was uh, counting as Rafara was reading, but uh, 27 times in 15 verses, this word love is used. And uh, just to be clear from the start, it's the agape love 
that is uh, used, that Greek word agape, that self-giving, non-judgmental sort of love. Not just a, a sort of sloppy, sentimental sort of love, not just an expression of friendship, but something far deeper and far more profound. Love expressed most fully in Jesus himself. So three angles briefly to explore this morning, but uh, just a reminder, do, you know, do text in if you've got any particular um, comments or thoughts. So first of all, love as the very essence of God. Verse 16 is one that's uh, read at the start of virtually every church wedding service up and down the nation. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God, and God lives in in them. And notice it doesn't say there, God is loving, although that's true. It's not just emphasizing a characteristic of God, but God is love. Just think about that for the moment. The originator of love, the very essence of love, the fullest expression of love. Foreigner and then Mariah Carey and various others sang, I want to know what love is. Well, here's the answer. God is love. His love expressed to us in so many different ways. We look at God and we seek to understand God and we see what love is like in its fullest expression. And no other expression of love comes close to matching God's love or the God of love. And that's challenging. It's easy to say, isn't it? But it's challenging because there are aspects of God's being and God's doing that we don't fully understand. We see things around us. We're affected by things in our own lives. But ultimately, we choose to trust in the God who is love and to rest in the assurance of that love for us and for his creation. So love is the very essence of God. And then secondly, love as a gift from God. Now, you can't beat a, beat, uh, beat a bit of Monty Python, can you? Do you all know the um, little bit that goes, um, what have the Romans ever done for us? Some of, you, uh, some of you are nodding. Others will soon catch on. And uh, so someone shouts out, you know, what have the Romans ever done for us? And the responses come back from various parts of the crowd, well, the aqueducts and the roads and et cetera, et cetera. Well, we're doing this slightly differently. So what has God ever done for us? He created the world, didn't he? What? Well, apart from creating a world, what has God ever done for us? Well, apart from creating a world and giving us life itself, what has God ever done for us? But what about apart from creating a world and giving us life itself and giving us senses to enjoy the world, what has this God ever done for us? Well, apart from creating the world and giving us life itself and giving us senses to enjoy the world and sending his son to die for us, what has he ever done for us? Uh, yeah, apart from, apart from creating a world and giving us life itself and senses to enjoy the world and this Jesus to die for us and the Holy Spirit, what has this God ever done for us? You get the idea, don't you? 
The God who is love is a generous God who pours out his blessings upon us. I guess we're all familiar with probably the most famous verse in the Bible, John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The essence of the gospel. But God's love is about so much more around that. A gift to be received. And it's no good just giving this love a sort of intellectual assent, a head knowledge. It has to become a heart knowledge. A love that we engage with fully and take fully on board. And so we read verse 10. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. That's a nice little verse, isn't it? No! Well, yes, it is, but no! Let's revel in that truth. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. The God of the whole universe has given up the one most precious to him for my, for your sake. Love doesn't get any bigger than that. Just think of the uh, person who you feel loves you or loved you more than anyone else does. Their love doesn't begin to compare to the love that God has for his children. And as we receive that love, we see the world in a new way. We see ourselves in a new light and we live under grace rather than judgment. So love is the very essence of God, love is a gift from God, and thirdly, love as a response to God. And particularly in this passage, it's expressed in terms of love for one another in the Christian community. And so there's a constant refrain, love one another. And so John writes, we love because he first loved us. And when we get to grips with the extent of God's love for us, our natural response should surely be to love one another. And that means loving the Christian brothers and sisters with whom we have uh, a natural affinity by dint of uh, our personality, our interests, our shared outlook, our, our sense of humour, all those things. And those who wind us up and those we don't always see eye to eye with. Perhaps the biggest area of controversy and debate in the Church of England at the moment is around uh, human identity, sexuality, and marriage. And there are strong views and diverse views on various issues relating to those themes. And we need to learn to listen well and love one another even when we disagree on issues such as those. So a few months ago, some resources were published to help the church engage with these key issues and to get people to listen to each other's firmly held convictions. Um, the resources are under the banner of living in love and faith. And next weekend sees the first of a series of workshops uh, which Bristol Diocese are putting on, on that theme. And uh, over the next uh, 12 months, parishes, including ours, are being encouraged to uh, engage with those issues. How that is done 
will reflect the extent to which we've grasped God's love for us and his call for us to love one another. No one's expecting that this process of conversation will cause everyone to agree with one another. But we can be expected to listen, not to prejudge, and to love one another. To approach any conversations, not with fear, but with openness and love. As we're reminded in this passage, perfect love casts out fear. On a wider scale, what about as we think about our brothers and sisters in, in India at this time? What might that look like to love one another? We've seen the images on our screen. Maybe we know people who have lost loved ones in India, or maybe we're in touch with folks in India. There's a, a guy I was playing cricket with yesterday whose uh, uncle sadly passed away last weekend because of COVID in Chennai, and several members of his wider family have now got COVID. In terms of our prayers, in terms of our generosity, in terms of support for those we know, how might we express that love for one another? And I'd really encourage you to um, get involved in our One Church, One Day prayer 24 hours at the end of this week, from Friday 7 o'clock to Saturday 7 o'clock, when our prayer focus, or one of our prayer focuses, will be on Haven Home India and the orphanage we support just there. Our love for others will only ever be a poor imitation of God's love for us. But it speaks volumes to the world outside our windows, looking in. As we were reminded by Nigel just a fortnight ago, God continues his work of transformation by his Spirit. And love is top of the list of the fruit of the Spirit. That's all I want to say this morning. Love is the very essence of God. Love is a gift from God. And love as a response to God. Now I'm hoping that when I open my phone now, it won't just have a whole series of um, messages about who's available for cricket selection next week. And actually there'll be something a bit more significant than that. So um, do continue to ping in those messages and uh, just some of the things that have struck people. And also encouraging people in the, in the life groups this week to just spend time, again, just bathing in this passage and allowing it to speak to them. So um, someone's texted in, I will forever be hit by perfect love drives out fear. Nothing can drown out perfect love. Um, another one's come in, not to prejudge. That's a challenge, isn't it? It's so easy to judge other people in different ways. Uh, the next one to come in says, sorry, I missed your call earlier. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, another one just come in, how God's love is contagious. Yeah. And as we share that love, you know, with a, a real heart, how that can affect others. I'm sure there's many other things as well that uh, struck you. Continue to ping them in. I'd love to see um, what people have thought. And I'd really encourage you to take this passage away and to spend time with it. Maybe even have a bath with lots of bubbles and have a read of this passage and reflect on it. Thank you. <laughs>